So you have to remember that this is way more layered than you think it is. It's not just as simple as he makes a decision and I'm like, whatever you want, honey. Because the reality is, is do you really just say that? <laughs> We're women. We, we don't just always say that. We're difficult for them sometimes. And so we need to also make sure that we are not just seeing things through our lens, but we're also seeing things through their lens. Hello, everybody. We have a little What Would Monica Do episode this week as a little bonus, which is really fun because I realized I need to do an episode on this to refer you guys to it because I get questions on this topic pretty frequently. You know, the question generally is something around, Monica, I have tried everything and he will not leave. Like I'm really struggling. What do I do? And the first thing that I want to say is you don't need to lose hope, right? I've got a few solutions for you. Hence, I'm doing this episode as well. And also just to have a short kind of place for you guys to go to. If you haven't already, please make sure that you look at the podcast directory. We'll link it below. And you've gone through all of the episodes around understanding men, emasculation, all that kind of stuff. Um, just be like men and women, like the, how we're different, because that's going to provide you a lot of help too. So the first thing is, is that often in this question, not always, but often in the question, the woman that's sending me the message will also say, you know, she's done the work on herself. She's been really surrendering. She's been letting him lead. She's been trying to get him to make decisions. Like basically she's saying, I've done everything I can. The first thing that I want to mention is obviously with what I'm about to say to you, I'm assuming when you're saying you've done the work is that you haven't just like read a book or watched a course. You have done deep, deep somatic healing work, which for the most part of you, you haven't done, right? And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying that when I'm helping women to do this work, it's not just like say this and then he'll do this. We're going deep because this is about what is rooted deeply in your unconscious that can be affecting the way that you are showing up in do I trust him? So when a man can feel like you don't trust him or when a man can feel like you don't actually feel safe and letting go of control within yourself, that can obviously throw the energetics off. This isn't to put all the blame on the ladies, by the way. So there's like so many different points that I want to say to this. Let me just try and keep this keep this like systemized and not go off on a tangent because I actually recorded this episode halfway through and I got so fucking lost in what I was saying because there was too many things for me to say on my mind. And then I had to start the episode again because I was just like, I'm so lost in this. We're starting again. So I'm going to try and keep it succinct. So when you're saying I've done the work, the first thing is get really honest. Have you actually done the work? Because maybe you have, right? But the majority of the time, like when I have women coming to me, you know, and they've done my program, Be Love and Not a Mother, or they've done that and maybe embodiment of dating number two, or they've done someone on one, or they've done whatever. Because they've done really deep healing work, there's a different level of maybe, there's a different kind of struggle that they might be having in their relationship. And I can 100% say she's doing the right thing and she's in her feminine. So the second point to this based off, okay, you've actually done the work, but maybe you haven't. Reading a book isn't doing the work. Sorry, everybody. Embodying something and living it out and actually having it as the new way that you operate is completely different to just knowing something, two very different things. So if you have actually done the work, right? and you're finding he's just not leading. The first thing that I want to say, which is a very val validating for us women, and this is an important thing for men to know as well, 
and I say this all the time in different scenarios, but I want to make this really to the point for this situation because I keep getting this question for this situation. Men do need to create the safety in order for you to surrender, ladies. If you are in an abusive situation, you are not going to be able to fucking surrender because your primitive response of fight, flight, freeze, disassociate, whatever is going to be going off. That's going to be inhibiting you from actually feeling safe to let him lead. He is responsible for providing that safety. And if you do not feel safe within yourself because of past trauma, which this is the case for a lot of people, if you do not feel safe within yourself, and if you cannot cultivate your own sense of safety and emotional regulation, then it doesn't matter what he does or doesn't do, you are still not going to let him lead because you don't feel safe to do so. This is why this question and this topic is so much more multi-layered than what people will often say. I've recently seen a few things on social media from you know women that are talking about feminine energy saying, you can't be in your feminine unless he's in his masculine. And why I'm like, well, it's true to a point, but where it becomes that, that kind of that kind of comes like becomes disempowering. Sorry, I just like lost all my words there. Where that kind of becomes disempowering is then you as a woman who is trying to take the action on fixing the relationship or, you know, getting the polarity back, it feels like you can't do anything. It's all on him. And so that's where I'm wanting to say no to that because we then need to add in the extra layer of what's happening in society, right? You got to remember, guys, I'm passionate about talking about the bullshit happening in society right now with the social conditioning and, you know, this modern way of living. And I can bring, and that's a really important thing to understand, to be brought into a lot of different topics that I talk about because it adds so much context. And it adds, in my opinion, breathing room it helps us to realize that there are things outside of our control and it's not all on us. It's like all the pressure doesn't need to be on your shoulders. There's other things influencing your relationship that you have to work around. For one time only, I am hosting my LA pop-up event and I am so excited to be bringing this to you guys. We are doing this for one time only and it's happening on October 21st of this year. This is a day-long event. It is going to be fun. It is going to be spicy and you are getting an exclusive look into my book before it has even come out. I am very excited for this. We are going to be going into polarity, manifestation, self-respect, boundaries, procrastination, perfectionism, and so much more. You will also be getting a Q&A with myself and my fiance, which is very exciting. For those of you that run your own business, you may want to look into the VIP option as well. Some of the spots have already been snagged, but if there is any left, maybe that one is for you. So sticking to what I'm saying, the social conditioning and the whole quote unquote toxic masculinity, which is inherently toxic, right? Toxic masculine, I'm going through this in an episode in a week or two's time, so you guys will love this. The purpose of why toxic masculinity was made a long time ago was not the purpose for what we're seeing now, right? It was, it was made to help describe men that were intensely abusive towards their wife and children. 
But what's happened now is that phrase has now become the thing where masculinity is toxic. Any sign of traditional masculinity is toxic. And the problem that we're having with this is that even the American Psychology Association has said and has provided recommendation, this makes me fucking cringe inside and my blood boil, has provided recommendation that therapists help deter men and move men away from any sort of display of traditional masculinity. So how the fuck are they meant to lead? How the fuck are they meant to feel like they can lead, that it's safe to lead, that it's acceptable to lead, that it's the right thing to do to lead? Because all across the news, it's men are toxic, men are toxic, masculinity is toxic. Well, leading is a very, in making a decision and taking control of a situation is a very clear masculine trait. But if everything around him is saying, don't do that, why the fuck do you think he's going to do it? And then when you're waiting for him to do it, you're then creating more resentment towards him because like he's not enough. He's not enough of a man. He's not doing X, Y, and Z. He's ruining the relationship. But from his perspective, he's trying to be respectful and the nice guy and you know what men should do these days and like a positive role model. And you're like, fuck the positive role model. Push me up against a wall and kiss me. And so it becomes really challenging, which is why it's so important for you to understand that you do have a role in helping him to lead. Because if he doesn't actually feel like you can receive his leadership, he's not going to do it. So maybe you really have to try. And so that this is now, okay, that's the end of that part, right? He's got to feel as though you will receive his leadership. And if there is a lot of past trauma, whether you're aware of it or not, he can subconsciously feel that, right? Men are actually really fucking intuitive. We don't give them enough credit for it. And they're very tapped into what we are feeling and showing. I often think that men know us better than we know ourselves because they are seeing things from more of this kind of logical, which is them, logical standpoint and not not trying to make us logical, but they see things as they are basically. Whereas we will see things through an emotional lens. Anyway, so the other side of this thing, the other side of this topic and this question is, okay, let's say you've really done the work. You've done everything you possibly can. You're your absolute best self. You encourage him to lead. You give him the space to lead. You, you know, commend him when he's leading. You do all the right things, but he's still not doing it. Like it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how nicely you say it. It doesn't matter how many years you've been trying to get this, to get him to lead and to change the relationship. He still has kind of, or, or fully said to you, I don't want to lead. So some of you are actually in the situation where you've spoken to him and he's like, I don't want to lead. I don't want to make the decisions. I don't want to do this. So where the fuck does that leave you? Here's the thing. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So you can lead him towards leadership. You can lead him towards being that amazing man that he could be. But if he doesn't want to be that amazing man, if he doesn't want to feel that way for himself, He's not going to do it. Additionally, the lazy boy, which I did a, I did a, um, an Instagram post and a blog post about this a few weeks back. So we'll link that blog post below as well. There's the new phenomenon that I like to call the lazy boy and thus the bitter bitch, right? That was the top podcast, the, the title of the blog. And what I mean by this is that society has really enabled men to be lazy, in fact, kind of encouraged it because of quote unquote toxic masculinity. 
women have also enabled it and somewhat encouraged it because we have taken everything on ourselves. We make all the decisions. We don't trust him to do anything. We go full. We, we've gone fully in control. We've taken everything that a man used to once do for us. And now we do it for ourselves and we'll do it for them too. What this means is that we have allowed them to be lazy. We've allowed them to not need to be men. We've allowed them to just, you know, sit and play Xbox all day or watch TV and do jack shit. And we've normalized that and frankly accepted it because, well, at least he's being a nice guy and a healthy masculine man. No, he's not. He's not being a health, not healthy masculine, a healthy man. He's not being a healthy fucking man. You might think as a woman that he's being a healthy man because he's not saying no to you, but that's not a healthy man, right? What you've got is now a submissive woman where you now feel like things are healthy because you're in control, because you don't have to deal with the fact that sometimes you're going to be told no. Relationships are hard and they're hard when you're with a healthy person because a healthy person and a healthy man that has self-confidence and self-worth is going to say to you, no, he's going to say that wasn't nice. He's going to call you out when you're being a bitch. Of course, you don't want that, right? And you'll immediately often, women will immediately often blame him. He's toxic. He's a narcissist. He's this. And maybe he is fucking toxic and maybe he is a fucking narcissist. But in reality, the statistics show that that's a very, very rare case. Now, the issue is, is that the way that we are conditioning men these days is only supporting more and more of them to show these unhealthy traits and these wounds because they are so suppressed, right? They're so suppressed that it feels like for them, it feels like the only way to get any kind of control or to have any kind of leadership is to manipulate. You got to remember that when people are shoved into a corner, they're going to do whatever they have to do to survive. So we're shoving men in these corners and not letting them out. And then we're complaining when they're manipulating us. It's like, well, the Barbie movie allowed women to manipulate men. So why can't men manipulate women? If we are not treating them with respect, if we are not treating them like men and honoring their biological desires, their needs, and their functioning, if we can't do that for them, then why should they be doing it for us? So if you have tried everything, it may just be that he doesn't want to lead. That unfortunately, it's not that he's necessarily a lost cause, but unfortunately, there's no more that you can do, right? It's now up to him. You've done everything. And that, I want you guys to see that as relief. You've done everything. If you really have done everything that you can do and there's nothing more that you can do and he's not showing up, then you've done everything that you can do. Now the responsibility is on him. And if he doesn't want to save the relationship or the, repair the relationship, you can rest easy knowing that you did everything that you can. And maybe he has to learn the hard fucking lesson of you leaving. So he actually hits rock bottom and then realizes, oh, I need to do some work on myself. I need to change myself. And so many young boys that are coming through are going to be swept into this lazy boy thing. So many young men right now, they're allowed to be lazy. And maybe you're treating him like he's your son and doing everything for him and, you know, not letting him make mistakes because you're mothering him all the time. So guess what? He doesn't feel like he has to lead because it, in his mind, it's like, yeah, she wants me to lead, but like, she'll eventually do it anyway. 
a common line that I often hear from men is, yeah, she wants me to lead, but then as soon as I make a decision, she'll change her fucking mind and she'll want to make sure she won't be happy with the decision. So why do I even bother? So you have to remember that this is way more layered than you think it is. It's not just as simple as he makes a decision and I'm like, whatever you want, honey. Because the reality is, is do you really just say that? <laughs> We're women. We, we don't just always say that. We're difficult for them sometimes. And so we need to also make sure that we are not just seeing things through our lens, but we're also seeing things through their lens. So all is to say a couple of things that you want to be looking at. One, maybe you haven't actually done everything that you really can do. And so you need to actually do the deep work and you need to really understand men because you're probably not doing it the best way. Number two, and like, I want you guys to remember that my podcast episodes are full of information, which is amazing, but they're not full of specific hows. I'm not breaking down every single step for you to do. You know, you're not asking me questions and then I'm getting into all the nuances and adding context, etc. That's what my programs are. So you might've learned so much about emasculation and men and whatever, which is great in and, and trauma and whatnot in my podcast episodes, but that I don't classify as you doing quote unquote the work. You haven't done healing work. You've come to an incredible place of understanding and intense self-awareness, which is fantastic. But where you really want to make sure that you're in is also the how. For those of you that are curious about this, Embodiment of Dating number two, that program, and also Be Loved on a Mother, but if you've done that one before, or if you are struggling with like fights in your relationships or just those hard things, Embodiment of dating number two is really about the hard shit in relationships. I didn't make it some like, oh, cute. This is a fun vibey program. Like, yeah, it's a vibe because I always make things a vibe. So it's fun for you guys. But the reality is that we get into the nitty gritty of relationships are hard. So that would be a really good program for some of you. For others of you, Be Love and Not a Mother is going to be more about how not emasculate him and how to let him lead. So feel free to send me a message if you're not sure which one's for you because they're similar, but they're also very different. Anyway, so the first thing is, is that you may have actually not done the work right? So that might be the first thing that you need to be doing if you're asking yourself this question or if you're asking me this question. The next thing is maybe he's just fucking lazy. Maybe he doesn't want to lead, right? Maybe that's actually not him. And unfortunately, you, when you guys started dating, you were the the man and he was the woman because you took control of everything and you were the masculine. So from the get-go, it was depolarized in that it was the opposite way that you wanted it to be, but you didn't know back then. You didn't know any any better. Maybe you were really masculine back then and only now are you stepping into your femininity. Only now do you realize, oh my God, I want to be with a masculine man, but he's feminine. As in, he doesn't want to be masculine. His core is feminine or his conditioning is too feminine and he doesn't want to change it, right? And so, like I said, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. There's only so much that you can do. So if you feel like you're hitting a brick wall and you've really done that first point of doing the work, maybe he's actually just the lazy boy. And he doesn't want to actually step up and be the man that you want him to be. So then the third thing would be whether you settle for that. I'm hoping that's not the answer. You either settle for it or you leave the relationship. And that's only a decision that you can make. Only you, right? Um, but I always believe for those of you that are in this hard situation, I truly, truly know and believe that what is meant to be will be. And if you are meant to be with somebody, you will be with someone, especially when it comes to being with a man. Like if a man wants you, he isn't going to fucking let you go. That's the thing. Men are committed by nature. That's why the happiest, hold on to your pants, everyone. That's why the happiest people in society are married men and single women. 
men are committed beings. They want commitment, right? And some of you might go, no, it's because we get to cook them dinner every night. Okay, let's just put that one aside. Take the, take the fucking stat out of it then. Men are committed beings. They are not afraid of commitment, right? And, and now this is granted. Obviously there is men that have a lot of trauma around commitment and then they could be afraid of commitment, but the masculine isn't afraid of commitment, right? That person could be afraid of commitment because they're in trauma, but the masculine is committed by nature. And when he has claimed you and is like, you are mine, especially if he's put a ring on the finger or if he's put a label on it, you're my girlfriend. If he's married you, he's made that commitment. So if he's made that commitment, you know that he's committed to you. If he's really committed to you, he won't let you go. And if a man does let you go, in my opinion, especially if you want to feel really claimed and safe in your relationship, if a man lets you go, let him let you go. Because ladies, there is nothing better than a man saying to you, oh, you can never leave me. Like in a sexy way, obviously. When my fiance first said that to me, I remember where we were. We were driving across a bridge and he was driving a car. I never drive with, he, he cannot sit in the passenger seat. <laughs> I never drive. Um, and I was sitting there and I can't remember how we got into the conversation. And he was like, honestly, I love you so much that you could do possibly some of the worst things and I still wouldn't let you leave because I know we'd be able to figure it out. And you just could never leave me. Like you can be as crazy as you want. You can be as emotional as you want. You can be as extra as you want, but you can't leave me. Like I'm here forever. I'm committed to you. I'm staying the end. And I just remember being just feeling so safe and so accepted so accepted. Like my fullness was just fully accepted by him. Not, oh, I have to be behaved like this in order to be accepted. Like I'm fucking spicy people. If you, if you know me, maybe if you're a new follower, you don't know this, but I am fucking spicy. If you know me personally, you know it. Like I speak, <laughs> I do not hold back. Um, and who was I, who was I with the other day? I was with somebody and, oh, Oh, I think I was on an interview. Yeah, I was on an interview. That's right. I was on an interview. And the guy that was interviewing me said, you must have one strong fiance because I was just very spicy on it. And I was like, oh yeah, he's very strong. My mom has always said that of like, God, she's going to need a strong fucking guy. And they still joke about it this day when they see him of like, how are you going? Like, are you okay? Like your strength is, is inspiring. <laughs> Anyway, so I really do hope this episode was helpful for you guys. For those of you asking this question, I know this, I know that this is like such a multi-layered thing and it's like, damn it. I wish I could just, I, I wish, you know, you wish that you could just get like the answer from me, but there is no, the answer because we're all so individual. We're all so unique. You're all in unique situations. I don't know you. I can't give you a specific answer, but I do hope that you can listen to this. Maybe listen to it a few times. Really trust your intuition. Really sink into yourself. Get honest with yourself. Get really honest. Are you really doing everything? Are you really, have you really healed your shit? Or have you just read a book? Two completely different things. All right. I'm going to head off. I hope that you guys have a lovely rest of your week. We have a great episode coming out next week about getting healthy, losing weights, getting to your healthy weight, just kind of all those things. It, even if you don't want to lose weight, you might want to listen to it anyway. I'm, I'm doing this episode because there is so much fucking conversation about these weight loss drugs now. And I'm like, oh, dear God. So I'm giving you guys next week the real solution to long-lasting, sustainable health. For those of you that are maybe getting married next year, you want to look your best, you want to feel your best, you just want your body to be at your healthiest weight, which 
is different for all of us, of course. There is nothing better than feeling like my body is at its healthiest weight. I've done everything I can. So there's no more needing to change it or wanting, not even needing. There's no more of me trying to change it because I can't change it without obviously making yourself sick. So that is next week on the podcast. I will see you guys then. Have a lovely rest of your week and make sure that you left me a written review. If you haven't already, send a screenshot to media monarchyatehealth.com and I will send you a little freebie in return that you cannot get on my website page. So this is a exclusive podcast listener only little gift that I give those of you that leave me a written review. All right, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.